0: You're listening to Western Sydney Health Check, a podcast talking all things health, providing current and accurate healthcare information for the community and our staff. I'm Sia. And I'm Harrison. And we'll be taking you through this podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us today for an emotional episode of Western Sydney Health Check. Today we are discussing the challenging and sensitive topic of organ donation. Joining me later will be Dr. Dewal Galani, a senior specialist in intensive care at Blacktown Hospital. But first, I'm very privileged to be joined by Rupesh Udani. Rupesh and his family suffered unimaginable loss when their seven-year-old son, Dian, died suddenly on a family holiday in 2016. But through his death, four people were given a new chance at life. Now, we remember Diane's beautiful life and his care for others every year on October 22nd, which has been named Saffron Day in his honour. Rupesh, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you. I've seen a beautiful photo of Diane on the Saffron Day website. It looks like he just had the most incredible smile. Can you please just tell us about your son and, and what kind of boy he was?
1: Diane was a very lovely boy. Um, he was inspired a lot by his guru's teaching. One day he came from the school, uh, Diane and his sister, and they told Daddy, we learned something really nice. And I asked, uh, what did you learn? And he told me, we learn about organ donation, Daddy. And which is so good, even after that, we can save people's life, And that's what our guru also taught us, you know. And I told, okay, but we don't want to talk this topic now. But then he told me, no, Daddy, it's very important. My both children started pestering me. And they asked me, are you registered on a driver's license? And I told, no, I don't know about organ donation. And I, I don't want to talk about organ donation. Same thing, they questioned my wife. And my wife told, yes, she was the organ donor. And and they praised her a lot. Well done, Mama. And um, Daddy, I just want to let you know that if something happened to us. We wanted to be an organ donor. That conversation happened in October 2015. And unfortunately, on, during a holiday, um, Dian would declare a brain dead, and and we have to make a t- decision.
0: Wow. That is incredibly powerful to imagine that such a, a young boy had such wisdom and insight at his age. Can you tell me the, what was it like for you at that time with Dian, you know, receiving that, that horrible news?
1: Look first. First of all, I wasn't even thinking that this situation will come, and I wasn't even um, when doctor told Dian his brain dead, and I told no, heart is pumping, everything was normal, only brain, and I was telling, can't you do something for brain? He told no, we brain dead is clinical dead. My daughter told, look, we heard about organ donation, can't you replace his brain? And that time doctor told that sorry we can't do it because uh, they explain to us that science has not advanced in such a way mm-hmm. I told look his heart is pumping everything is good then my wife told me Ripesh we have to honor Diyan's decision because remember the uh, what he told us that he wanted to be organ donor and uh, that time we contacted the counsellor in the hospital and uh we have to let it go, you know. And look, it was very, um, I can't say traumatic, but I could see everything and, you know, I have to make, the, we, we have to make the decision. It was really just to let it go. But our guru teaching has helped us, you know. He always taught, you know, to give, 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 wherever you can to help the humanity.
0: Hmm. Th- thank you so much for sharing that, Rupesh. In the years that have passed, since then, you know, how have those teachings helped you and, and your family to deal with, you know, this, this difficult, unimaginable situation that you went through?
1: Wherever you get opportunity to serve the humanity, just serve it in a selfless way. I'm grateful for New South Wales Organ and Tissue um, Donations, um, Eastern Sydney. They approached us and they told that they want to know our story and is it okay for them to publish our story? And, and we said yes. And I first became a volunteer for New South Wales OTA organ and tissue donation. And I've been closely working with them. And what we do, we, in 2016, 17 and 18, we did a storytelling event where we tell our story as a donor. And we hear the recipient story. Wow. So when, I, when we hear the recipient story, when people are waiting for kidney or heart, it's a really traumatic experience. But that has really helped me and the Dawal to understand that there is a wider gap in people's uh, uh, perception of organ donation. And the reason why we came across Saffron Day as well because the yarn favorite color was orange. Mm. And orange is one of the sacred color in, in Indian. Um, it's called saffron. And the meaning of saffron is sacrifice, love, spreading away, uh, and make people happy. Mm. So if you put one saffron in a glass of water or in a milk, it will turn into orange color. Wow. So one slight, drop. So that's what is saffron is for, spreading the love, spreading the awareness and uh self selflessly to the humanity.
0: Mm. So you've had a chance through your volunteer work to hear from people who are, you know, waiting for an organ or have received an organ. Did you ever get a chance to hear from any of the people or families that received one of Dion's organs? Yes, uh, we have got
1: an opportunity because uh, Diane was the youngest donor in India because that happened in India. And it, be- it was a big news that seven-year-old, Australian-old uh, boy was of- aware of organ donation. Even the adults are not aware. Mm-hmm. That's how we came to know the, um, the recipient side story. And heart went to seven-year-old girl who only had... 10 days to live, that's the maximum. Wow. Now she is able to go to school, she's dancing, Uh, she is having a normal life. And the kidney went to one 14-year-old guy and one 20-year-old guy. And the liver went to 33-year-old person and two eyesight he has done. Wow.
0: What a beautiful legacy for a beautiful little boy. That's incredible.
1: Look, that's why it's, we are extremely grateful for the teaching for the Australian school and he is able to relate from his guru's teaching as well mm. to give selflessly. Mm. And he has opened my eyes as well. Look, I wasn't aware.
0: And what are you hoping to achieve now through the volunteer work that you do?
1: Just spread the awareness of organ and tissue donation. Like A lot of people have a lot of misconceptions that they can't do. They are too old. And um, their culture doesn't permit. Even doctors come and talk. To, when I talk to doctors, they tell, look, I am aware, but I'm not registered, you know. I'm too scared. And uh, so there are so, so many questions that people will come through. So our, what we do is we just give basic information that, look, it is a, one of the noble things to do. And it's, it will that two word can save life. Organ donation can save life. Yeah. And it is an eye-opener thing, you know. And a lot of people come and say, oh, I'm already registered on my driver's license. And look, only in South Australia it's, it's on a driver's license. Really? Yeah. Except everywhere you need to go to either Donate Life website, you can do it through MyGov. You can also go to saffronday.org. So there are various ways, and people say, oh, it's a long process. It's just, it takes less than a minute to register. Wow. But it's very important. You register if you want to and talk to your family and friend. And sometimes people say, oh, I'm already registered. Then I tell them, if you are registered, spread the word to your five friends Mm. or family members.
0: Thank you very much for sharing your story, Rupesh. I really appreciate that. And we are fortunate to be joined here as well by Dawal. Dawal is a doctor in (laughs) intensive care at Blacktown Hospital, and uh, well, thanks for joining us, Diwile. Look,
2: thanks for having me, Harrison. I really appreciate
0: it. No, thank you. Um, Rupesh was just talking earlier about misconceptions. Correct. Could you tell us, you know, in your experience, what are some of the misconceptions people have about organ donation? So
2: uh, people have lots of misconceptions about organ donation. Uh, First is the age. Uh, So people think they are too old to donate. That is not correct. Second is the culture or the religion prohibits organ donation. That has not been the case. There are so many, I've, I do not know of any religion who does not promote or allow organ donation. Okay. Third misconception is people believe that if they register for organ donation, they would not get optimal care okay. to save the life, but that is not true. Our priority is to you know, save life of a patient and... All the resources, when they're exhausted, then only we consider uh, organ donation. Mm -hmm. So there are three big misconceptions people have about organ donation.
0: Yeah. Thanks for sharing that and and clarifying that. I can imagine, you know, in your role that Mm. you get very close to the families of patients who are extremely unwell and, you Mm. know, on, on death's door, I suppose. What is that like for those families at that time and for you?
2: It is extremely traumatic for the family. The event is usually sudden, and the shock is quite overwhelming for the family. They are emotionally upset, teary, which is completely understandable. And when we approach and when we talk about organ donation, I've noticed that the families are uh, quite resilient. They are quite understanding. And vast number of the families would actually appreciate the doctor has taken time to explain the organ donation. They do and they usually support the decision, but more importantly that they get support. And after the organ donation as well, they get support from organ and tissue authority of Australia.
0: Do you find that many people have ever had that conversation with their family before? Is it common for someone like in Diane's case where he's told his parents his wishes or is that uncommon?
2: Uh, I would say it is not that common, but now with increasing awareness, people do talk about it. And that's a message what we want to give out on a separate day is that people not only register, but talk to their loved ones, the friends and the families about their wishes to donate organs. Now, organ donation is not that common itself anyway. It is so the chances of that happening is pretty low. But if the, if the discussion has happened, the statistics have actually shown that the, then the family are more agreeable to organ donation. And we, we request all the people to not only register, but talk with the fellow family and friends about their wishes too, for organ donation too.
0: Hmm. I can imagine in that difficult and, and emotional situation, it might give you a little bit more peace of mind to know that this is what your family member would have wanted.
2: Absolutely right. And uh, if the family had already known the wishes of the of the loved one, that it actually helps them make the decision. It puts them at ease in making the decision. So that they always helps. That's very true, Harrison.
0: And you mentioned that it is actually quite rare. Mm. Can you tell us what is the process? What happens in that situation? So what happens is uh, when
2: we have lost all our resources and we believe there is irreversible brain injury, then there is. Uh, we approach the family. That we first, before that, we examine the patients. The two independent doctors examine and uh, make sure there is irreversible brain injury in the patient meets all the criteria for brain death.
0: Okay, so that's how it works in a situation where... Someone is, is brain dead. What about if they have a heart attack, for example? Uh, yes,
2: so there is a second organ donation process which is called donation after cardiac death, uh, where we believe that a patient has got irreversible loss of fun- or organ functions so or is unlikely to get better, and there is a but they are not brain dead. So in that case, uh, second process is when the heart actually stops, we can retrieve the organs and give it to a potential recipient. Uh, there are certain prerequisites for that and second thing is there is a time frame window when the, after withdrawal of care the heart has to stop in a certain time frame and thereafter uh, the organs have to be retrieved within a certain time frame. So there is a second process called donation after cardiac death too in addition to a brain death process.
0: So is that situation a little bit more time-sensitive than the other? Correct.
2: So it is more time-sensitive in the sense that it is more and more of a medical prerequisite for that to happen. Uh, in terms of the family, they still get the same amount of time to think, contemplate, and make a decision.
0: Okay, so either way, there's no rush for the family? No,
2: absolutely not. Once that happens, usually what we do is we contact the... Western Sydney local health district organ donor coordinator, she comes around and then we talk to the family, approach them, and then if the family are agreeable, and then we always also look into that, whether they register for organ donation on the Donate Life website. And thereafter, if everything goes ahead, then we ask, uh, there is a statewide system where we look into the potential recipients and the matching of that, And some blood tests are done, but at the same time we make sure that the the patient, the potential organ donor is looked after well. He's he's dignified, he's uh, comfortable. So all those processes happen simultaneously too. And then if once everything is uh, agreed upon, the retrieval team comes through and the organ donation process occurs.
0: Okay. And is there any opportunity in Australia for the family to ever know where their loved one's organs have gone?
2: Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, no. The, usually the, uh, we do not disclose the identities of the recipients of the donor family. But having said that, the recipient family and the recipient himself or herself do actually write letter, and which which happens regularly, and the letter gets passed on to the donor families.
0: So is it an anonymous letter or something? Yes, correct. Okay. So it maybe protects people's privacy, but also allows the family to know what impacts.
2: Absolutely right. I mean, so what happens is usually the, the the letters are not only thankful, it allows them to understand the life of the recipient as well, how much impact has it that the organ donation process had made, it means so the quality of life, the longevity, everything improves in a recipient family. Mm. I, pers- I personally believe it's the best gift you can give it to someone.
0: Mm. And why do you believe that? what impact does organ donation make? You know, what what difference could one person make? So,
2: at this point in time in Australia, there are seventeen hundred people waiting for transplants, and about twelve thousand are on dialysis who could actually go on a potential can have potential kidney uh, transplant too as well. So, one donor can save the lives of up to eight people, and it can have impact of up to hundred people. So that's a huge number, and you can imagine with one one decision, you can save life up to eight people. Mm-hmm. That's incredible.
0: Now, we were talking before that in the past, I know when I got my license, I registered to become an organ donor on my license, but is that not does that not hold anymore? No,
2: it's no longer valid. So we request everyone wishing to donate organs to register at donatelife.gov.au or you can go to Saffron Day. Website too, and it's very. The registration takes less than two minutes, and we just need your Medicare number and your driver's license number just to confirm the identity. And once that's been done, you get an organ donor card in mail too. And I always, I sincerely request everyone that after registering their wishes, they talk to the loved ones and the friends and the families about that intention to donate organs too. Mm-hmm.
0: And after somebody has made that decision, they've had the conversation with their family, if they want to promote organ donation, how could they go about that as well?
2: So I always uh, tell uh, the potential organ donor registrants that they, they tell, they put them on social media, put their friends and the family, that they have actually registered for organ donation and request others to do the same. More and more if we spread the awareness about the organ donation process in the community, the better it is.
0: So, mm-hmm. while thank you very much for your time, I appreciate that. Oh, thank you very much, Harrison. And Rupesh, I was wondering just for a final question today: What's your request for people on Saffron Day? What would you like people to do?
1: I would request people to uh, wear anything orange, uh, anything orange. You know, if they don't have any uh, any um, t shirt or anything, it, they can catch orange. You know, take <laughs> a photo, put it on the social media. Um, if they want to register, they can register uh, through uh, Donate Life or Saffron Day or to MyGov. Talk to the family and friend And people, sometimes they tell me, oh, I'm already registered. I tell them, please spread the awareness. Still, you put a social media post, you know, celebrate Saffron Day. Because that celebration, when you put it on social media, your feed can go to all your friends. You know, some... Some people have 2,000, 5,000 friends and, you know, Mm. that motivate other people to look into it. Wow, saffron. Mm. But so we are trying to relate saffron day with the donate life. So we want people to understand the importance of organ and tissue donation that can change people's life forever.
0: Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing that you're doing in memory of Diane and and his gift to others. Rupesh, thank you very much for your time.
2: Thank you very much, Harrison, for giving us the opportunity. Thank you, Harrison, for supporting this novel cause and spread the awareness about organ donation in Sefferunde. Thank you.
0: You're welcome and thank you everybody for listening to Western Sydney Health Check. This podcast is produced by Western Sydney Local Health District. For the latest news, visit us at thepulse.org.au.